Uh, are you gonna buy something or just touch everything? <laughs> well, I'm looking for a gift for our church rectory. Uh, did you say rectum? <laughs> oh, what a precious manger. The pastor will love this. But where's the baby Jesus? Uh, he's like ten bucks extra. Charging money for the baby Jesus? That's sacrilege! You can tell Tom Anderson he's going to hell for this. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I'll tell him. Upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Gottlieb's are turds. Wait a minute, you don't sound like Bruce. TNA is a turd. Okay, you really don't sound like Bruce. Dialed in sucks. <laughs> is this Zach? No. <laughs> yes, folks, Zach is with us again this week, because Bruce... Bruce is in the midst of a party at the saloon. Not a party that he's actually in, but a party at the saloon with like 45 people. So we have Zach filling it. Well, no one can fill in for Bruce, but um, Zach will be helping me with the co-hosting duties today. Hi, Zach. Hi, Ron. But we're also, we're not alone. At We have a guest this week. A guest? A guest. It is... From also from Rochester, we have Ashley Ludwig. Good evening. Hey, hey guys. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself? I'll do the Bruce line. Uh, tell us how you got into this crazy hobby of ours. I think that's how he would say it. Um, he he'd probably say it like that. I work at a local company, uh, Pinball Alley. Uh, I do all of the artistic restoration for them, and I manage their pin shop, so I oversee uh, the restoration process. So yeah, I work I work on pinballs. So how did you get into it? Was it like a was it more for the the art side? It was uh, from Craigslist. Um, I was a sign painter for Wegmans for a number of years, and then. I would look on the side for um, like restaurants that needed signage done, you know, A-frames and window painting, stuff like that. So I would often get on Craigslist to see if there were restaurants nearby that needed signs. Um, and there was a posting that was, artists need to restore pinball machines. And I joked about it for a long time, like a few months. And then I figured, well... I'll check it out, thinking it was either a scam or, like, something that you would hear about on the news that you go to and you would be murdered. But it turned out to be exactly what it was, so it's my full-time job. So what does that, re- what does that entail? Like, restoring games that are, like, like the artwork's all worn off the play field and you got to, like, put it back, touch-ups, custom art? Um, we don't really do anything custom, um, but it's restoration work. So I'm trying to uh, make the machine look as good or better than the day it was manufactured. So the majority of what I'm doing is cabinet work, the outside of the machine, and play field touch-up and repair. Cool. 
So, have you been playing a lot of pinball? I play I play a ton of pinball. I play pinball pretty much every day. Um, we have uh, like 60 machines on our showroom floor. I have another 100 folded up. We have dozens of customer repairs and restorations coming through the door all the time. So there's a constant flow of machines. And of course, you know, you have to, you have to play them and make sure everything's working correctly. All right. Hey, Zach, you, you got any, got any questions? I keep expecting Bruce to come in Yeah, <laughs> and, and then uh, he doesn't. So you, you played a lot of machines for work and then eventually you somehow found one of our events at uh or Bruce's events at the Silver Ball Saloon, right? Yeah. So that how did you come across that? I believe it was on there was like a Facebook event for it just because um I've been trying to find a local league or tournament because I know Buffalo pushes really hard with that, but I didn't I wasn't aware of any in Rochester. So I was really excited to find a tournament in Rochester and lo and behold, you know, it's a great league, a great local league that plays in Rochester. So how'd you do in your, your first attempt at league? If I remember you did fairly well. The first tournament at Silver Ball Saloon, um, I got third. But you won the translate. <laughs> I did. I went home with <laughs> the 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 wrestling translate which, uh, you know, is probably the proudest moment of my life. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so you have a WWE Translite? I do. I, I won that from the, from the first tournament, which I know Zach really tried to get third, so then he could win the Translite, but, you know. Oh, and instead, I just had to settle for this lousy stack of cash. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's so much to carry, you know. Yeah, I think I actually spent it all on my bar tab. But <laughs> so you you are you a uh, Rochester native? I know was it Zach? I am. Went to okay, and you also went to RIT. I did. So would, did you go there around the same time as Zach or earlier? Um, I was there 2010 to 2014. So we just missed each other then, because I started in 2014. Oh my! Yeah, Zach's like what? What are you? Sixteen, seventeen years old? He's no, no, 17. I'm. I look, think he's I, sometimes I don't get carded. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're you're doing the art thing, and you got like sixty games. So you you must see a lot of games come in and come out of there. So you must have some some opinions on some of your likes and dislikes of games. I have many opinions on my likes and dislikes of games. Because we love opinions here. So what? What are your oh, some yeah. of your what are some of your likes? We'll we'll go positive first. Okay. Um, I really love like early to mid nineties. You know, Bailey Williams. Just like you can't go wrong with them. But there's there's a lot of older EMs that I see kind of come and go that I really just fall in love with um we had uh lady robin hood which was the it's a wood rail it was uh the second machine to ever have uh flippers on it and it had the the six you know one two three up and down the play field you can't see my hand motions over 
you know, us talking, but you get it. But that, that was like, just the artwork on it was amazing. We get some, we get some weird and very uncommon machines come through, which is really cool. What are some other ones that you've seen come through? We get, we tend to get um, some uncommon Gottlieb's like uh, bone busters we had a while ago. Um, another uncommon one that we have right now, um, Attila the Hun. I think there were probably like 500 produced. Um, I wouldn't say that's my favorite. Some of the machines I really like right now, Iron Maiden is great. Um, Everyone loves Iron Maiden. It's yeah, the best. I know. I know, but it, it always leaves something for me. Circus Voltaire, I really like that machine. Um, hmm. I, uh, I often play Lethal Weapon 3. That's, that's a good one. Lethal Weapon 3 is fantastic. It's the greatest Data East, in my opinion. It's the greatest Data East ever produced. I agree completely. What, what, how about you, Zach? Don't you agree? I have never played it, Ron. You, what, you, you've actually never played a Lethal Weapon? I have never even seen a working Lethal Weapon in my life. But, uh, there was one at Pinburg. Yeah, there was one at Pinburg. I didn't see it. You didn't see me blow it up? Ron. I didn't see you blow up anything at Pinburg, Ron. Oh! <laughs> oh, boy. No, I, I'm, I'm saving myself for when Ron gets his, like, perfect, fully rebuilt and tweaked lethal weapon that'll play perfectly and I'll have no complaints when I go and, you know, and I can finally experience the glory and mastery of Lethal oh. Weapon 3. You know what a rare Gottlieb is? A good one. Ah, I had to do my Bruce. Because uh, 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 uh. Bruce isn't here, I have to, I have to fill in. No, I'm I'm not I'm not the Gottlieb hater Bruce is. He's in a different category. Just like if it's just Gottlieb, it's just just total hate. There is no he just doesn't give him a chance at all. You know that I hate Gottlieb because I hate working on Gottlieb. From like a an art aspect or a tech aspect or from a technical aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay, n- number one, anytime you go to take anything off of a play field, you have those horrible metal acorn screws and you twist off every single post along with it. It's impossible to take that play field apart, like peacefully, you know? I I just grab those with like vice grips and just rip them off and chuck them in the garbage. (laughs) So it's not just art you're doing. You're actually doing the tech work also. Oh yeah. So, um, I mainly work with, uh, a technician, and he does the, the heavy technical work, um, board repair, stuff like that. But when it comes to playfield stuff, like the both of us are taking apart playfields, putting them all back together, uh, which I really love doing that. It's like a giant game of mousetrap. But, uh, you know, if I have to change out flippers or solder in a switch or whatever. You know, that's, that's no problem. And I... I always love working around Brian because he kind of talks to himself. So I'm kind of listening to everything that he's doing. So I'm kind of just absorbing that information. And um, I'm always interested in learning. It's kind of like when I go to Zach's house, it's either you play games or you work on games. It's, it's one or the other. <laughs> he puts you to work. If, if you're not going to play something, you better be fixing something. No rest. Mm. No rest. He is, he is all, all pinball. He is relentless. 
there's no furniture in the house. It's just pinball machines. You can't sit down. I've kept the work. one. There, there's one thing to sit on per room. You know, <laughs> I, I've limited myself to like, you know, that I could put an extra pinball machine where that couch is, but I've restrained myself for my guests. Yeah, it, it's you're restraining yourself a lot by having, oh, I don't know, like a dozen machines. Yeah, I, I could have a dozen and a half machines. That, that's true. Yeah, I, I do thank you for keeping the one couch there. That's a very comfortable couch. Please don't get rid of that. So, Ashley, do you have any games at home? I currently do not own any machines at my studio apartment in the city, which I'm certain that if I had any machines in here, my first of all, I'd have to get rid of something like a bed or a couch, something important. And I'm sure that my neighbors would be extremely concerned as to what was going on in here. But it is nice having access to all the machines at work. So I don't, I don't feel like I need to own any machines at this point in my life. Okay. Well, let's say, hmm, if money was no object, what game would you want? And you, and you had space. For the one game that you could put in your studio apartment. And your neighbors all of a sudden have become pinheads and, and are begging you to get a game. If money was no option, I would have a, a much larger space to have many <laughs> machines. You can't just have one. Pinball are like cats. So she's, this is good. She's already passed the first. She's not in denial. That's that's good. She's not in the. I'm not, I'm not in denial because sometimes it's it's nice to have a little break. It's some. It's nice to play something newer. It's nice to play something older. You got to have a little variety, you know. Yeah, I, I was in denial. I did have the only one stage. I don't know, Zach. Oh, did you did you ever what? have the only one stage or just? Because you grew up with it, so you probably never even saw an area that only had one game. When I was growing up, we only had Spirit and Fleet. You know, that, that is a very large variation of uh, game types. I, I think it was probably like within a year of getting the second game, after, or I guess the third game. The, the first game we bought after Spirit, you know, it was probably less than a year before we bought the, the third game, and then the fourth game, and then the fifth game. You know, all in like a probably three-year period to go from two to five or six. And then the number just sort of linear, linearly increased from there. That would be cool to see a graph of like pinball machine count over time. I think it, yeah, it might start flat and then spike up and then it'll probably even out. Yeah, mine would have a spike about like two years ago when I, when I was buying more than one pinball machine a month. But now it's slowed down a bit, sadly. <laughs> mm. Wow. I don't know, but uh, you're on a different level when it comes to the buying thing. I mean, you're even getting people to, to buy them for you. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just can't travel quick enough by myself, so I need to enlist uh, some helpers. Just enlist some helpers. <laughs> I wonder who I, who I could enlist to help me get a machine yesterday. We can get into that. So, Ashley, Zach, want to help me go over the news? The news of the Certainly. week? The news of the week? Actually, I have... Three, uh, this is from This Week in Pinball. Hi, Jeff. I have like three separate pages somehow. I, he's, he's, these are more frequent updates than I'm used to. So Whoa. we'll kind of, the, the, the twerpies, if you remember, we did our twerpy picks. That was last week, right? Yeah, it was. And they had the, the actual twerpy results on Head to Head podcast. And like 
poor um, Thunderbirds like won everything. I think that was a little unfair. I don't understand how so many people could have picked Thunderbirds when there's no way they could have played this game. I mean, half the things you can tell just from like a photo, but like I can't win every single category by itself. Yeah. I mean, I got to play, I go to every show and I got to play one game on it. I, I assume neither of you have played it. Um, I, I played it. Oh, you played it? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. person. Wow. So where did you play it? They, they had a replay. Oh, that's right. I never went to that section at all. Yeah, it was the little, that was the good section. It was the little uh, thing, but like you had to really time it because there were times I would go over, look, and it was a thousand people deep. And then there were other times when it was, you could, you would just walk up to it. Everyone wants to know, did you manage to spell international rescue? No, I lost interest in the game long before that. Wow. So what what made it so bad? It's just the the artwork on it is atrocious, in my opinion. I hate the backlash. Does anyone actually know what a Thunderbirds is? Like, is that art like correct yes. to the theme, or is it, it just is, really it is, bad? No, it is one hundred percent correct to the theme. Okay, so can we really blame them then? Like, when... they just chose a really really bad theme. Has anyone here ever seen Team America: World Police? the movie no i don't remember it it features marionettes i mean i've seen like i've seen clips of it like on youtube okay, okay. like in memes and things yeah. that's what they were yeah. The, yeah the original thunderbirds was i believe it was a i think it was british yeah it was a british tv show and it was all marionettes but it was done like a like a regular show like their episodes I think they were, I'm trying to remember if it was a spy thing or what, what they actually were, but yeah, I mean, it's when I saw the, when I saw the backlash, it's like, yeah, that's, that's Thunderbirds. I mean, I've never actually seen more than maybe a minute of an episode. So just a great theme choice in every aspect is what you're saying. Uh, Obviously the best choice to use for a pinball machine. Well, the show from, listen to the head to head guys, I guess it was pretty big in Australia and that's. The guy who's making it is from Australia, so I guess it was more for that market. It was a very popular show in Australia, so it's not really for us, per se. I see. It's like Beatles. It's not for your type of people. Huh? Um, Everyone knows the Beatles, Zach, except you. Everyone knows the Beatles. No, I mean, it's only for rich people. It's, oh. You know, that, that's what you've been saying, right? Uh, that's what you need well, to remember. Yes, it's, it's, it's for, yeah. It's for people with money. It's not necessarily for yeah. pinball people. Not when it's like $8,000. Yeah, I mean, the, the gold is goes for like 8500 And that's, that's the gold. Um, so that's where you start out. And they go, up, they go up from there. But I just feel like the Beatles themselves are so popular that, you know, they're, they're targeting... Uh, a select they're targeting a wide group of people to appeal to with the Beatles, but they're they're making it very collectible right off the bat, you know? Yeah. And I'll say funny story, at the Beatles launch party that I went to, which we'll get into at some point, these are all like most of the people go to rock fantasy or metal. Like they're into metal. Rock fantasy metal. 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 
And so you got all these yeah. all these metal dudes are going up and playing Beatles, and they know every word of every song on that game. Yeah. You know, they know the songs. They know the Beatles. They're more metal than I am. Uh, <laughs> the Beatles or the people <laughs> of Rock Fantasy? <laughs> Both, apparently, because I don't know the lyrics to half. I didn't even heard half those Beatles songs when I played The Machine. Which which is bizarre because your dad's got like a jukebox with like lots of old songs on it. There's like no Beatles yeah, on there. Yeah, but he, he doesn't have any Beatles. He has good music. Ooh, oh man, let the hate mail flow through the mail ball bag. That's all I have to say. Them, Classics. Those are fighting words. Uh, Zach, let me clue you in on something here. The Beatles are the biggest pop band in the history of music. Yeah, and they they had a few good songs, you know. Off <laughs> Again, and on. the biggest pop band in the history of music. Period. You should know that that I hate ninety percent of all creative me- uh, work created in any medium ever. Mm, so uh, the, okay, so you hate ninety percent of pinball machines. Yeah. Actually, yeah. He's, got that impression? Uh, yeah, I think, pretty- I, I think our <laughs> listeners have gotten that impression. Uh, you you hate a lot of stuff. Hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't enjoy most of them very much. I mean, everybody has their uh, the machines that they hate. Yeah, some lists are just longer than others. So let's oh, actually we we went into games that you like. What are some games that you hate, Ashley? We we won't say this to Zach because because Zach hates everything. So just name any popular game and he'll say that he hates it. Zach Zach was uh, talking about his hate for certain pinballs, and I was like, oh yeah, that reminds me. I, we didn't finish our question from before. Pinballs I hate. Uh, we have a couple that are on our showroom floor that I don't enjoy being around, looking at, or playing at all. Bad girls. Oh, bad girls are so fun. Are you serious? I only played it twice, but I enjoyed it both times. Do you want to buy ours? I'll give you $600 for it. Six fifty? That I don't think I go much higher than six fifty. Oh, actual sale taking place on the podcast. I mean, it's, it's such it's such a good it's such a good pinball, and I know that you want it. Is that the one that's eight ball deluxe but reversed? Yeah. Okay. With multi ball and, and a spinner. Like most, it, Come on, yeah, like, like what's wrong with eight ball deluxe? Everyone's like, oh, it doesn't have a spinner, you know? Oh, you know? And then Bad Girls fixed every single problem with eight ball deluxe, and then. Also, is a premiere, uh, so it yeah. sort of canceled it all out. But it's still there. I'm thinking the art may weigh into uh, Ashley's decision. It's not the greatest art, but I, I can just um, pay Ashley to to paint me a new backlash. That's true. That isn't as bad as that one. I mean, it, it's funny because it's like you know these these tough like '80s chicks with like half shaved heads and like short skirts playing. Cool. They're so bad. So bad. Like, it's so it's so over the top. All right. So there's 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 one game you hate, or I should say dislike. Yeah. We, we, we won't use the word I, hate, I but I dislike it. The the other wrestling one, not the translate that we were talking about. You mean um, WWF Royal Rumble or yeah, Daddy, the bad one? Daddy East. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Tag me in. Bam, 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 bam. It's got a tag button. It's like the first action button. It's proto-Star Wars. It's the best. I 
hate that game, especially because the one that we were working on for a customer, uh, the switch kept getting stuck. So it was like, yeah, 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 nonstop. That, that sounds like heaven to me. I mean, come on, Macho Man, oh, Randy my- Savage. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's in multiple games, man. He's, he's in he's Bonesaw. He's everywhere. Yeah, I like that game. Oh. Not enough to keep it, but I liked it. I, I actually like, yeah, I, I always liked that game. I, I liked it more than WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, WrestleMania doesn't have an action button that you can just hit over and over. What's the point? I don't know how often I've actually used the tag button on Raw Rumble. It's not worth going for, but just so fun. It just like, tag me. I don't even remember what it says, but I just remember like, yeah. Just, I think like, Vince McMahon row, says, make the tag or something. Yeah. Yeah. Make the tag. And then you drain half the time, but it's still worth it just because it's fun just hammering on that button. But I respect Ashley's opinion that she hates Royal Rumble, even if it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she loves she loves Lethal Weapon three, so that cancels out any any disagreements right there. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do you think I should get a Lethal Weapon three? You think I get tired of it? That just seems like it'll be like a Terminator two situation where I'll just like after a while it's like okay I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of this now. Well, I need someone to buy one so I can go play it. You're depriving me of the enjoyment that I would obviously garner from playing this game. You know, it must be so good. It's just so in your face, over the top. Everything is like they somehow like this is the era where they could actually get the actors in the movie to do voiceover. So you get Mel Gibson yeah. going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and just look for the kick <laughs> for the kickbacks out for God's sake. I yeah. mean, it, it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, everything is like. What, uh, Leo gets. Yeah. It's like the most quotable machine ever. They're getting away. And like, it, it always bounces you between gameplay and then it's like, grab the gun and fire. And, you know, you gotta grab the gun and fire. And, you know, it's, he's going under like a, a semi on a, on a bike and you gotta shoot people. Cha-cha. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's kind of like Guilty pleasure pinball. I don't like to admit I love that machine, but I love that machine. And I think you you might like it, Zach, just because it kind of has its own action button, which is the trigger, which you do have to take your hand off and fire. Like especially when you hit orbits, there'll be like a guy there, and it'll say like you have to shoot him. But if you wait till his eyes flash, it's worth more points. But by then the ball is almost at your flippers, and do you risk losing the ball just to get more points? Does it use the trigger as well as T2 uses the trigger, though? Uh, well, it's not the jackpot shot. See, I, I really enjoy going for the super while balls are in play, just like, you know, trying to time the super while you're like, you know, that, that's a lot of fun. The stupid jackpot, as he says. It's the stupid jackpot. Yeah, that, that was my <laughs> issue. My issue with the game was after I hit the super jackpot a bunch of times and had, you know, a bunch of huge games, it's like, well, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's oh, got yeah. the awards on the left side, but once you get all those, that's pretty much it. It's it's the game. It's, it's I think yeah. that's that's a great location game. But when you have it in your home and you actually play the thing over and over, it's like okay, I pretty much saw everything on the game. Yeah, I think after about 500 plays, I was like, yeah, I'm getting rid of this. But it was fun for the first few hundred. Yeah. So that's what I'm worried about, Lethal Weapon Three, but. I'll, I'll tell you, I've put a lot of plays on on the one that. I have access to, and uh, it's it's kind of held up for me. It's still enjoyable. I don't play it all the time, but when I do, I I'm really reminded about 
how much I liked playing it. And, oh, and the other question is, what song do you pick at the beginning of the game? Oh, it's always everybody dance. Correct now. answer. All right. I think everybody picks that. Or if you ever yeah, were getting tired of the game, you could just switch the music and be a brand new game. <laughs> no, the other yeah. ones, the other ones suck. One's like the generic Lethal Weapon music theme music, which is nothing. And the other one is Sharp Dressed Man, which is like it's a synth version of Sharp Dressed Man. Is that the first music pin? Like, I guess it's not the full song, though, is it? No, and it's like a th- it's not an actual like the CNC Music Factory is the actual it's a sample from the actual song. It's not like a synth. It's a- Everybody dance now. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's like. When Daddy said, like, Tommy and stuff, or Guns N' Roses, that's not a sample of the, the, the music. I no. think that's all, no. that's all uh, simulated, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, the vocals well, are... The, the voices are The sampled. voices, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, it's like, you know. One that's the problem with Daddy East. A lot of their games had, like, the same, like, background generic music. Like, game to game. Like, you could, like, just play the music for me, and I'd be like, oh, that's a Dad East. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as opposed to, like, a Williams game where, like, depending on what the game is, the music's completely different. You know, at least that's what I feel. Or- like, you, you play, like, the game you have there, Zach, um, Judge Dredd. I mean, that's got its own cool music, but it's totally different. music. Yeah, but it's totally different than the music you play, if, like, if you play Lethal Weapon... Or, or if you play Star Trek Next Gen, I'll use another one of the Superpin series. Or if you're playing Twilight Zone, the music's completely different. But if you play, like, Jurassic Park, you play a lot of the Daddy's games of that era, it's like, it has the same, like, tone. Like, it's like, oh, Daddy's music. Yeah, it's kind of got, like, a chunky sort of, like, raw, almost, like, beat to it. it there's, something, there's something about it. You just know it's a Daddy's. It's like when you open the door on a Gottlieb and it screams. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Gottlieb's scream. Everyone, at a certain uh, point in, in the pinball life, you just know the Gottlieb's scream. Okay, what's the Gottlieb's scream? I'm not, I'm unaware of the Gottlieb's scream. It's, or I think it, is it actually just like every time you turn it on or power it up, it makes that screech? Because yeah. like, th- th- they have the stupid interlocks where you open the door, the entire game actually shuts off, not yeah. just the high power. So you close yeah. the door and it just makes this horrible... Oh. Like it's it's sort of like the Walking Dead tilt sound, but even worse. Ugh. Damn. It's just it's loud. It's like as loud as like a knock. It or louder. I think it's yeah, louder, louder than higher pitched, really shrill. It yeah, it's just like a screech. Hmm. I'm starting to understand and Bruce's hate. Then I mean, I, yeah, I, I, it sounds bad. I find it sort of comforting though. Like once you get used to it on a later Gottlieb, you're just like. You know, you turn it on, and it's not like an early start thing, which is like silence. What nothing happens for a while. It's everything's blank to a boot. Oh, all right. You know, I, it's it's not like later. It's not as good as the stern seven bleeps of the later sterns, but still, like you turn your game, and like you know, the game has turned on. I know like, what you mean now, because yeah, like you're at a show, and someone has started like a four player game on a Gottlieb and walked away, and it's like, oh, I'll just turn it off and back on, and then like, oh shit, did I break oh, the game? Oh. I've heard that that's actually the reason it was put in was like, so if someone was like rebooting the games or something on location, like people would be able to know what was happening even if they weren't watching closely the games. Okay. Or what's, something reset something. What's worse, the Gottlieb 
or the System 11 test report, like 10 consecutive knockers that go off? Uh, I think I would, I would vote. It's, it's the Gottlieb. It's just, it's so sharp and it's so loud. And it's just, when I'm going around in the morning, turning machines on, you click it. It's so loud and and your face is right there, you know, and it's just, it's horrible. It's so high pitched. I don't think I've ever actually heard the the system 11 thing. Oh yeah. It's, it's all all my system 11s have worked. Well, and, and it, well, it's also a setting. You, I think oh. there's a setting to turn off the knocker for for test test report. And it yeah. was on on my F14, and I turned it on once, and it like literally has like ten consecutive knockers. Like, pop, 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 pop. Like, what the f- holy shit? Did the game just break? <laughs> I mean, you literally think that the game like all your coils just locked on simultaneously, and the game fried. It's it's that loud because the System 11 knockers are loud as hell as it is. Just scared the hell yeah. out of me. Got right into that menu and turned that off. Like, oh my god. That uh, reminds me of you know, like Adam's family has like its own special super loud knocker assembly on it. That's in the cabinet, isn't it? It's not yeah, in the and head. like it, it yeah. uses it for like the seance and stuff, like to actually mm-hmm. make the knocking sound. So I was working on one, like doing some tech work, and they had misconnected a connector, so one of the pop bumpers would also fire the knocker. Oh, that's funny. And it was just like, you know, it's like you just walk up, you full plunge, just go, and full hoss just like, bam, 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 you know, like super, super loud and just like scare the hell out of you. Because I, I like, I didn't, I'm not actually going to fix your problem yet. I'm just going to try to figure out why it's knocking right now. That's like one of those haunted machines that is like, why, why is this happening? (laughs) And back to news. Did we even start news? Uh, I I talked about the twerpies coming soon. The twippies are going to be live from the Texas pinball festival. This is bizarre. So the twippies are for the, you know, the best of 2018 and they're going to have the awards in March. That just seems a little late. Tiny bit. Yeah. I think they want to, you know, make a big presentation out of it, but it's like three months after the fact. I mean, people probably forget what half the categories are, the games are or anything else. And just to let you know, um, Zach, there's a high probability that Iron Maiden will win Game of the Year. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Zach. No, I, I've already resigned to the fact that just everyone has bad taste. Oh! Uh, oh! So I can explain it, because I just don't get okay. the Okay. Do you like game. Thunderbird? I never played it. Okay. I doubt it, but... Good. Good. <laughs> just, I don't know. Maybe I would like it. Uh, you wouldn't like it. it, it there's no, a lot of not. just hitting the same ramp like over and over again. I know you don't like games like that. I, I, I suck at them too. Like so, hmm. Hmm. Well, how about pirates? I think pirates might like get the edge because it was released at the end of the year, kind of oh. like the Oscars are. You know, the movies at the end of the year tend to win more stuff. Yeah, what that's the nice Beatles? thing about delaying it three months. What about Beatles? As far as no, eight, yeah. I mean, it plays great, but it plays great because it's Sea Witch. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I mean, that's one thing. I playing a lot of Beatles now. Okay, one thing. Well, I, I, I got to go along with Zach here as far as like it is so brutally hard because they do not have rubbers on those posts. They really yeah. need to put rubbers on those posts because I played it. The one at Syracuse, I played the one. The one at um, Rock Fantasy played better because they actually had a thing jacked up in the back. And, you know, fast <laughs> as hell. 
and like anything that goes in that area, you're dead. There's it's unsavable. You can't shimmy it out. You can't bump it out. It it doesn't. It just doesn't hit anything. It's gone. I am not liking this trend on the last few sterns to ship them out out lane rubbers. Like Deadpool was like that too, and it's yeah. just not good. Like I, I get you want to speed up the game times, although for some reason you left them on an Iron Maiden, the longest playing of any of these games. But like it's just like. Oh well, I'm not gonna bother trying to do anything here now because there's no rubber. It just rolls right over it. And the, with Beatles, I mean, you have the whole like, why don't you explain the super jackpot thing, Zach? That I, I didn't even know about. I didn't know about it either until Tilt uh, Forums told me. So apparently, or so, in, in Beatles, after you complete a song, it lights a super jackpot on the left target behind the left drops, which is a new thing in Beatles that see what shouldn't have. So you have to right. break down the drops. So first of all, if you manage to hit the target, well, only like one drop is down, you get an extra 100,000 points, which is pretty cool. Like you can just thread it in between the drops. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah. But if you don't collect the super jackpot and you complete another whole mode and then you collect the super jackpot, your previous mode's super jackpot will now be doubled and your last mode will be singled. If you do three modes for collecting, you get a 3x on the first jackpot, a 2x on the second jackpot, and a 1x on the third jackpot. But what happens if you, you, you need to do this on the same ball, right? Oh, yeah, because the jackpot does not have memory between balls. Yeah. That's where it gets laughable, folks, because if someone has played Beatles, <laughs> the, the, the thought of someone getting two or three like stacked super, a super hit, like, no. You, you are lucky if you get through one song a ball. It is that hard. So the the fact that's, I uh, I mean maybe with a looser tilt and you put those rubbers back yeah, on like yes. it would be much manageable but yeah. like yeah that game is yeah more brutal than Sea Witch is usually yeah and I, I know a certain pattern like you'll watch people play it it's like uh, okay I'll I'll pick the pop bumpers okay now I'll do loops third ball is always going to be the multi ball it's kind of getting into like right. a, a a pattern thing where it's like the same you're going to see the same songs every time. I mean, but but again, the game's hard enough where it, I, it's it's still interesting to me because it is hard, but it's almost too hard. I, I probably enjoyed it a bit more if I realized you could change the mode on the plunge using your flippers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Like I, I, at first when I played, I would just walk up and plunge the ball, and like as the ball went up the top, I would say, "Oh, okay, that's my mode. Okay, well, let's go, let's do this." You know, but like a, a completely free mode choice, I think, is a bit. It, it lends to just games in general being too linear. Like, that's my worry. If I ever like actually got a Garden of the Galaxy, I would just play the same exact sequence of modes every single time. You know, because <laughs> you can just choose any mode at any point. Yep. It, it does. There's no lighting them or anything. It does get that way. And and like, even things like My Dirty Harry, when you have it in tournament mode, it plays all the modes in order, the same order. So you hear to see the same things every time. It was like the Ghostbusters thing. You know, you have the different strings, and it's always the same order, the same thing. It's yeah, like, like, you know... At, at least Ghostbusters has, like, the three separate sets three of modes. Three separate so, like, sets, yeah. But yeah, you're always doing the same yes. mode in the stack first. Unlike, say, Star Wars, where you have the four hot dogs, but you also have four different characters. No. Yes, Star Wars really mixes it up. There's so many choices. A lot more variety to your play. You know, you can't just repeat the same thing each game. What's the matter, Ashley? You don't know the awesomeness of Star Wars? No, I do. It's just, I know, I, I've seen so many streams of Star Wars where people are like, oh, this is how you have to start this game, and this is how you go through it. And then it's like, 
someone totally different is like, oh, you, I, I do this one and I do this, and then they blow it up, and I'm like, what? what? You, you can choose any character and like almost any skill shot, and still like, I mean, I really appreciate that. Like, there isn't one I, diehard strategy. I, like, I like. I guess what I figured out is like, you can choose to pick what you're good at. You know, as long as you as you play it and you know what you're good at, it's like if you can find a strategy and think it through, whatever it is, like you can you can do that. What I liked about it was just like when I was at Zach's, like usually do the Han Solo thing and say, you know, we'll pick this character instead and try this. And Han I did. Solo, and, and, and what 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 did you have me pick, Zach? Whatever it was, I got like five billion doing it. Uh, I. I think it was Luke. If yeah, I remember correctly. And, I, and I went for the um, what they is just it? Do the all three Death Star in the road. Yeah, right. And, and and like, wow, okay, that was another way of approaching it. It could have had a much better game, but I blew the extra balls, unfortunately. But still, yeah, you got uh, stuck in lightsaber. Yeah, I got stuck in lightsaber. <laughs> oh, that was so annoying. <laughs> that that kills every single high score. On Damn, game a game much. that makes you finish something. Oh, how dare it do oh, that? It makes you finish everything. Oh, that's so lame. I just want to time everything out, right? You you can time out lightsaber duel. Yeah, but uh, you still it, it won't count as completing it, so you can't get the wizard mode. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta finish it. Oh, whatever. Well, but at least you could like hold it off to the last thing. Yeah. Versus the other modes in Star Wars, you can't time them out. You are stuck in them to finish them, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go for. All right, enough Star Wars. I think people are probably so like, man, Ron, drink the Kool Aid. Stop talking about Star Wars. So, yes, the Twippies <laughs> are going to be in March. Um, did anyone see the collector's edition pictures of Pirates of the Caribbean? Is that the one of Davy Jones? It's the one that has barnacles and stuff on it. Yeah. Barnacles. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't, because they had this at um, Expo two years ago. I wasn't a fan of the barnacle thing. And looking at it on this game, I'm still not really a fan. I want my lockdown bar and stuff to be smooth. Oh, you're not going to get that. There's starfish and stuff on it. There's a Walking Dead around here that has like blood spatters on the lockdown bar, which looks really cool, but my hands just always feel weird putting them on the lockdown bar because you can feel the blood spatter paint on top of the normal paint. And like, yeah, I can just picture this barnacle thing being absolutely horrible. You would not like uh, highway games then. Because it always felt a little different because of the way they did the... Ron, what is the number one game on my want list? Uh, I know, it's... Oh, that's right. So you didn't mind it on Alien? Uh, No, I didn't really notice it that much. Okay. It it is a bit weird, like, they have that really wide border on the edges. So I didn't notice it Ashley, did you ever get a chance to play Alien? Let me preface that. Working Alien. (laughs) That's a rhetorical question, right? No, I wish I had one. No, uh, I'm confusing it for another one of your games. Um, no, I haven't played it. Or I haven't found one that's working. Yeah, I had the worst luck with Alien. I, I, it's tough to match my bad luck with Alien, as far as going to every show that had one, and we either break right before I got to it, or break while I was playing it. Yeah, well... And it was, you and know, it was never the updated version with the better hardware... Or the lighting where I can't see anything, which I'm told by Zach that there's better lighting versions, which would be nice because I couldn't see the ball in the ones I played. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're making better 
LED light stacks for them now. All it takes is like one bad experience with a game or like if you play a game you haven't played before in a tournament and you just have a horrible game, it like ruins it for the game for you. Uh, yes, six million dollar man. Yeah, there's there's one. Yeah. yeah. I I try to like never base any opinions on especially like playing games at shows or something, just like you're not gonna have the experience that you would in any other situation like that. So I'm looking at these pictures. Yep, and there's lots of barnacles on it. And also, they uh, they switched the playfield artwork, which is something that you don't normally see on different editions of games. Yes, they did. They did. So you get to stare right at Davy Jones' gorgeous mug all the time you're playing. And that's pretty much the same as it was two years ago when they had it at Expo. They had the, the two different versions, and it was Davy Jones' face and the barnacles. So really hasn't changed. Yeah, there's a reason they're not sold out yet. Huh. I got an email from Pinball Star, I think, like, hey, we've got you know Christmas sales, and oh, we still have a Pirates of the Caribbean CE edition. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they're how will. much? To have, what are they again? <laughs> they're like they're like 15,000? It's, it's, it's I think ex- it's like 12,000, but yeah. Yeah, they're really expensive. Yeah. Oh, they have the Tokyo Perfect Drift game we talked about last week. Did you get to see that one, Ashley? Um, no. You can appreciate the great artwork. The great, on it. the great artwork. If you like, if you like the the classic butt side boob art shot, because it uses a oh, lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Awesome. Let's see. Just going through here. IFPA announces Whopper formula change, which I don't really pay attention. Maybe did you did you look at this, Zach? You're you're the math I guy. I actually heard about it, and I still don't understand the Whopper formula. I feel like it's just made up. Well, it is made up, but not that quite made up. But it is, yeah. I, I've never been able to follow like how TGP is calculated or anything. I just assume that if some people show up to an event and they play pinball for a while, and then you beat them all, you might get like a few points. And if you get, take second, you'll get absolutely nothing because it falls wow. off drastically. Uh, and that's about all I know about TGP. You know what I know about IPA? The um state championships that are upcoming now that we're at the end of the year we have a situation where because of the you know the dollar fee the states that had the most action are going to have the most money available so i guess uh new york state and i'm sure you got the same email that i got from the uh, new york state representative oh yeah it is it's like what it's like two thousand something dollars available for the scs for new york so i was thinking like it is Twenty three hundred fifty five dollars. So I was thinking, like, hmm, I wonder what Washington's is, because they have the most. I mean, they Many. have tournaments every, like, like every hour, seemingly on, on every block. On every block. <laughs> so it's like, how many do they have? And it's like four over four thousand dollars. Yep. Thirteen hundred dollars to to the winner of Washington. So when Raymond Davidson probably wins, he will get thirteen hundred dollars. But meanwhile, the winner, the winner in New York, will only get six hundred sixty dollars. Well, even better, you know, I I haven't qualified for any of these states yet. I'm getting something from New York, which is funny. But and and oh yeah, they're taking the twenty four instead of the sixteen. But is that's only for states with a lot of action? Is that how that works? Yeah, I think it's if enough events are run or if enough people play in them or something like that, you reach some threshold and they bump you from sixteen to twenty four players. 
Because I remember you mentioning like you're probably going to Sunshine for the SCS, and I'm like, I'm looking, it's like you're 22nd, and like everyone above you will probably play in it. How are you going to make it? And it's like, oh, that's how. Well, I mean, even Dang. like last last year, I think I was around 22nd. I made it into the 16 anyway. Like with, with room to spare. Yeah, but I was looking at the list. Most of the people are NYC or people that would actually a lot play of there. Are, but I assume then like a few people won't. Yeah, yes. I'm still like ninth in Maine, so I'm like, huh, so I, I, I could play in Maine, <laughs> so I wonder how much they are. So how much how much do you think Maine is? How much money do you think they got for the year? They they gather with all their dollars. Just this to they make a guess. We'll do it like price is right style. Who's closest without going over? Gonna say four fifty. I was gonna go about six hundred. Three hundred and eight dollars. Oh dang! Yay! In uh, in January they had a whopping twelve dollars come into the prize pool. Oh uh, yeah. So that means the finals. In which they got to an amazing sixty six dollars. <laughs> the finals that will either be at Arcadia or JR's, where Pinmania was, was is like a four and a half to five hour drive to go play a single em- elimination four out of seven match where I could lose four games to be eliminated. You, you, you're guaranteed a minimum of $6.12. Isn't that awesome? I could win $6.12? I'm sure that would pay for my gas mo- No, I'm sure that would pay they'll for give, my hotel. They'll give you a giant you know, foam check with the 612 on check. it. You know, Directly from Josh Sharp signed. Oh, that's so bad. No, oh. they'll, they'll pay it to you like in coins. Like in tokens. There you go. Only, only in tokens. Oh man, that's just like, damn. I guess it it pays to be in the right state. That'd be a long drive home. Yeah, but you know, one thing it will, I think, stop is you had a lot of your better players who would purposely play weaker states to yeah. win because, and now those states will not are not going to have the payout. So we'll see if they care more about money or actually winning. Yeah. So let's see what else do we got here for that day. It's interesting. I haven't gotten an email from Massachusetts. Or is New York just ahead of the schedule on things? Oh, I haven't gotten anything from Maine either. New York is probably yeah. ahead of the schedule. Let's see. We also had uh, Monsters is on the line. Whether, yep. I don't know, if Stern like just purposely put the picture in there. But, I mean, they showed Primuses being made. And in the background, you can see a guy working on a Monsters. It's yeah. on the line, so... I don't know about that, because they said that they were announcing the the next pinball mid-January, I believe, or mid-February. So I don't know if it was a legitimate mistake or not. Yeah, and, and they also had the guy that was on the Monsters saying that, like, it wasn't going to be revealed until the Texas Pinball Festival, which I can't see them waiting yeah. four months to reveal the thing when it's obviously ready i mean it's on the line and the rumors were yeah. they're, they're making them for europe right now so eh. but we'll see it soon enough well i mean the pictures were out a lot of us have seen it already you'll see it when you go to texas i'm sure you know us, us plebeians in the in the upper states of new york might have to wait a bit longer us plebeians or it might just already be at uh the local bar for all we know well come on i mean re- realistically uh, in New York, I mean, if you're in New York City, you're going to see all the new games. I mean, they were one of the first to see Beatles. They're, the, they're the, one of the first to see everything because they have Sunshine that buys all the LE games and stuff. They're crazy. 
the amount of stuff they get to play there. They got a freaking Supreme there. Yeah, but New York City isn't New York. That's why we have a separate finals. Uh, that is true. That is true. There's New York City, and then there's Upstate. Yeah, How are you doing in the Upstate ranking, Sean? I have no shot at that whatsoever. Let's find out. I have no shot at that because I did not play in Buffalo. And I do not. Yeah, that's that's about how it went. That sure. the, the reason I would got I got in the previous so many years is because I would play in the Buffalo Open and I would always qualify for classics and usually get a couple rounds in into the finals and and I would get a lot of good points. But I did not go this year. How are you ranking, Zach? In upstate New York, I am tenth, which I would, and I I wonder how many people ahead of me did not play in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it might just be Jerry. And the thing is, where where is the upstate going to be? Like, where is the? Has that been decided? I don't know. If only we could ask our upstate uh, representative, Bruce. Oh. Bruce. Bruce. Oh, okay. Bruce. No. Darn. You know, and and the funny thing is about this email about the New York State Championship invitation. I like when uh, Francesco is the rep. He sends it out, and then everyone does reply all on it. So I get to see everyone's response, and it's like, why are you doing reply all? Not everyone has done it this time. Uh, well, one just literally just came in. That's what it popped up on my screen. It's like, oh, you know, like I won't be going. It's like that's wonderful. Don't reply all. Sorry, <laughs> that's a pet peeve of mine. Just like we we had someone at work. There was an email that came out, and sh- and she replied like, "That's right, bitches." And I think she she thought it was just a one individual person, but it was an all staff, and we were just like, "Oh, that's pretty funny." Sorry, I just yeah. <laughs> she was hiding herself the rest of the day. Iron Maiden toppers are out. They look pretty cool. It um, looks I like any third party topper to me. Does, is it interactive at all? Like, do we know? Or is uh, it just well, the a, one's got a Eddie's old head. Piece of plastic. Does it spin? Uh, you mean as cool as the R2-D2 one that will never come out would, would do? <laughs> the one definitely just looks like artwork. The other one does have his head. It looks like a 3D-like piece. I would hope it does something. And the Stern website got a new look, which I haven't seen yet. So I'm going to open up the page right now. This is my first look at Stern's new website. So have either of you two seen Stern's new website? I'm typing it in right now. Sternpinball.com. Come on, Internet. Whoa. They put their newest release, like, just front and center in your face. This doesn't look that different to me. I I don't actually think it looks that different. (laughs) I I like this nice, like, listing of the last three, like, you know, with, like, the slash, like, sideways images in the middle there. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty snazzy. I like how you scroll all the way down and you have like the merch um photos. You know, that's that's new. That's new. It looks it looks cleaner. It looks more fun. Um large uh font and And Jack Danger is uh, dressing as a champion, obviously. Yeah, Jack Danger he's, he's, is he's, wearing his yeah. his stern ball shirt. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I like how they say established 1986. Yeah, that's that's when Data East came. Other oh. <laughs> just chopped liver. Uh, uh, pretty much, yes. As far that that's it. that's old Stern. That's classic Stern. They just steal their designs and 
stick them in the Deadpool background, but they don't acknowledge them at all. Mm. Let's see. Um, yeah, it looks nice. I just the the very first like when you open up the first page, I think it's scrolling through the games a little too quick for me. Like it's literally one, yeah. two, yeah. three, four, five. Exactly five seconds. I might have yeah, did maybe like, maybe eight uh, seconds. I mean, it's just a minor thing. I think when they were designing it, they were looking at it as like a full length page rather than when you type it in, it comes up and you see it because, you know, half half of the pinball is like cut off. It just doesn't look like it's fit as well on the on the page. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the mobile version that you would see on your phone is a little bit more fit. Well, there's one thing for sure. I'm sure if you're looking at it in uh, Microsoft Edge, it probably looks terrible. I just had to insult Microsoft <laughs> Edge. I'm sorry. Does anyone here use Edge? Does anyone use Edge? We hate Not that at work. Like, why? Why would Why would you use that? It'll be dead soon. Don't worry. Interview with Brian Eddy that, that Bruce really wanted to have, we, we, we lost out on that one. Special when Lid had it. It's unfair. Yeah, they're in they're in Chicago. They just like go right to them and interview them. It's not fair. If only we had a, a Chicago correspondent. You, we, we do, but he doesn't talk to us anymore. He doesn't talk to us. He doesn't want to be on the pod. He doesn't want to do podcasts. I think he thinks he'll get in trouble. He doesn't do the podcast. He just has to connect the other people to the mm. podcast. But we, we it's st- not like he works there or anything. Yeah, but we'd, we'd still have you there. T- Timmy, come on. I mean, you could just shill Stern for the entire two hours. We have no problem. You could just, like, photobomb, but just, like, sit down at, at the lunch table and just, like, hey, guess what? You're on the Slam Toad podcast and just leave your phone there and run. <laughs> Probably just give us the <laughs> finger. Uh, did you know the band Ghost wants a pinball machine? I did. Does anyone here familiar with the band Ghost? I listen to Ghost. I know Steve Keeler, the world-famous rock fantasy, does because he, he's been to several of their concerts because I know from his Facebook pictures. So their, their gimmick is they wear like um, – is this the one where it's like the lead singer is the only guy that's the same and it's just different dudes behind masks? Well, you don't know if they're different or not because they're behind masks. Uh, I think the Wikipedia says they're different guys behind masks because I think they suit them. One set of dudes suit them. Yeah. But like it, it could be multiple other sets or one other set behind him now. But yeah, everyone except him wears a mask, and well, actually, he also sometimes wears a mask. But what kind of music would you say they play, Zach? Softcore occult metal, I guess. <laughs> okay, softcore occult. Okay, occult metal, softcore occult metal. All right. Uh, so, and they want their, they want their own pinball machine. Um, give them one. It, it works pretty well. Cool. <laughs> um, hey, Spooky, here you go. This this is custom made for you right here, man. Ghost. Do, do a band yeah. from this millennium. Mm-hmm. It'll uh, it might help. Yeah, there really is no bands from this millennium. There you go. We got two millennials on the line. What 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 do you want to see? What bands would you like to see? What themes would you like to see? No, no, no. I don't want to see any more bands. I don't want to see Stern with any more bands. I'm sick of it. I want something. I want something fun. That I just feel like with these bands, it's like they're. I almost feel like they're restricting themselves in terms of who they're marketing to. Like Aerosmith, obviously, you have to. If you don't like Aerosmith, you're not going to buy the game. You know, it's just like 
they need more appeal, something more fun. The music pins are fun, but like they've been doing a lot of them recently. Yeah, a lot. Like hopefully they like hold off for a while, and then like one every two years, you know, or two and a half years would be good. But you know, my dream theme is of course. Yes, Ron. <laughs> There's only one theme, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead needs to happen. It needs to happen. That's the fun I'm looking at. I mean, it it, it is fun. It's, it's, I think it's stupid. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. It's pretty stupid, but you know... It's, it's, I don't think you can argue with that part. Well, but. yes, but that's the point. I feel like if Beavis and Butthead was produced, it would be manufactured by Daddy's. Oof. That would, it, um... It went, and it wouldn't be very good it either. Would've... No, it would be like <laughs> South Park. It'd be a big, like, Butthead... Yeah figurine or something oh god it would it would probably suck Gottlieb would have never produced that no no that would not have fit their family friendly image that would have been a data east and they would have had a sick like track to it it would have been awesome but like I mean it's perfect in that you only have to get one guy one guy does like every damn voice on the show it's it's like the cheapest thing you just need Mike Judge. Yeah. That's all you need. It's not like Simpsons where you need all these, like, we can only afford three of them. Okay, so we can't use any of these <laughs> other characters. So, Beavis and Butthead. So, what's your theme, Zach? What, what's the perfect Zach theme? I've seen mention that someone's going to do a Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, I would never have thought of a Scooby-Doo theme being interesting. But, like, I did watch a ton of it, Scooby-Doo as a kid. Uh, it could be. I would probably enjoy it. If it. I mean, if it was done well, of course. But, like... That's like definitely a theme that I at least like my my ears would like go like, oh, you know, I'll keep an eye on that versus a lot of the stern themes. I'm just like, so if you hit Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Oh, what's that? And it would have to have the mystery machine somewhere. Yeah, and there'd have to be a mystery machine in there, definitely. Yeah, that's the one thing that yeah. absolutely has to be in there. And no Scrappy Doo, please. No Scrappy Doo. <laughs> I want classic no, no, Scooby Doo. Just, just picture they'll have like Scooby Doo and then like. The new version of Scooby-Doo, like, I don't even, I forget what it's called. And they'd have, like, the LE version would be the live Scooby-Doo movies. That mm, would be the thing. Oh, the, uh, that would be gunner. terrible. No, 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 no. I just was, you know, as a kid, I was confused by that show because, like, they had the original run where, like, the ghosts are not ghosts or people and they capture them in the end. You know, I would have got away with it if it wasn't free meddling kids. And then, then all of a sudden, like, they're Scrappy-Doo and the ghosts are real. Not confused. Yeah, I remember, the I remember when they switched over to the ghosts being real. Yeah, I was like, I was. Uh... And then the stage in between where they had the celebrities, like Scooby Doo meets the Globetrotters, and I had no idea who they were. <laughs> I'm a little kid. Like Scooby Doo meets Sonny and Cher. Who are they? Sonny, you know, Scooby Doo meets Mama Cass. Like, who's that? I have no idea who these people are. What? What is this? I would definitely look at a Scooby Doo move uh, machine though, and be like, it would have to end every single mode. With them unveiling the guy and, he's, and him yelling, I would have gotten away from you if it wasn't these meddling kids. And then, like, as the mode total shows uh, at the top. Yep. You could, have it, like, you could have it like Rocky and Bullwinkle where he pulls them out of a hat, you know, and it's like. <laughs> Action back pull- class. Let's bring it back. Yeah. yeah. And they somehow do a. Ho- they combine it with a hologram so it's a different head that pops out. Of the t- yeah. <laughs> yeah, technology. That'll never break. Stern's getting a phone call tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to call him. Well, I'm sure, you know, we, 
Stern employees are listening right now, and they're right now writing that shit down. Yeah, we got to oh, yeah. gotta take them out of the hat. We, we can reuse the Mac. We probably still have it for Rocket Bullwinkle because we love reusing yeah. Macs. Co- copyright 2018 Slam Tilt Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just putting that out there. They can, I mean, really, they did the transporter effect, and they did the pulling out of the hat. Just combine them. Boom. I'm sure that they are just filling up every notepad that they have in that in that factory. I'm, I'm sure in, in the second floor of the office area where all the magic happens. <laughs> oh, what do we got here? Um, going back down the stack a bit, we still have more news of the week, don't we? Uh, like uh, what? I, I'm I'm just finishing up here the news of the week. So what's what's the other news? Or do you mean my specific news? Your specific news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just so, those things I remember us being talking about. All right. Well, this weekend I went to the Rock Fantasy Beatles launch party and got to play a lot, a lot of Beatles. And a bit of Sea Witch. Uh, they were right next to each other. And when you play what? them like, yeah, when you play them like, like, yep, this is <laughs> this, this the same game. And, and you can see the little things like, okay, they made that a little wider. That's why the loop shot's easier now. Okay. Okay. But I mean, it's... It's the same game. You think it's a layout more than the lack of the weird flap thing on the entrance. See, here's oh, here's the thing. I miss the ability, like on Sea Witch, you can do the thing where you go under the flipper and it goes back into the shooter lane. You can't do that on Beatles because it has a, the one-way gate there. Yeah. I actually don't like that. I would prefer if the gate was removed. In, in, in general, I, I feel like shooter lanes are always an underutilized aspect of the play field. Like, you have, like, Literally, like at least like five to ten percent of your playfields being taken up by a shooter lane that you just use once per ball. Like, I mean, my issue, my thing about playing Beatles is like when you get in the modes like where you're looping, you know, the beep 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 around the uh, the yeah. loop there. Yeah. But if you have it on the left flipper, it's like okay, I can loop the other way. But then what? It's going to hit that upper left flipper, and what do I do with it? That's the safest way to get it back to the right so I can loop the way I want. I try to just shoot it into the pops from the upper left flipper every time. Okay. Because I was trying to, like, leave it up. It hits drop targets, you know, try to, like, actually try to flip it the other way and get it to go to the other upper right flip, the upper right flipper. I don't know. I couldn't figure out exactly what to do when I'm looping it the other way. Meanwhile, on Sea Witch, you just never hit that shot, so it's okay. Uh, well, this one um, you could actually you could hit a repeatable loop shot. Of course, so, from the from, front, oh, from the left to the right, no, no. Yeah, like even if you manage to shoot that shot, the spinner's going to take a little momentum out of the ball. Yeah, unlike Beatles' new opto spinners, which are super cool. I like them. Yeah, we need another good spinner game. You know, like now that we have the opto spinners and everything, like, you could we could do a good spinner I just want... game. Like every mode you complete. Adds another million points to the value of the spinner. And just yeah, <laughs> million and points. You start ripping the spinner. <laughs> yeah, just ripping ripping a good spinner is, is the best. I want a game with all spinners. Like what? What was the last game with a good spinner? Like was it Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> like, I mean, where it's actually worth something, or you actually hit like it? A, a, a spinner that you rip and it's actually can be made worth valuable amounts of points uh, to make it worthwhile. Well, TNA has the super spinner. It's not worth much. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I kudos to the George Gomez's slight little tweaks on that for the, the second spinner. Like where it is, it's really good. You can actually backhand it too. 
I, I like where that is. I, I like the you know the super jackpot target uh, that whole thing. That was cool. Would you own it, Ron? Money aside, is it worth a spot in your basement? Yeah. Not mine because I already have a sea witch now down there. Which actually my dad's sea witch, but but it's like if that was priced like a pro, if that was priced like a pro or maybe a little more, that would have been my father's Christmas present because he is. I mean, he has all the Beatles albums. That's how I heard all the Beatles songs from him. And instead, you just got him a Metallica. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I brought a Metallica over there instead. <laughs> but I mean, like when we were going pinball. We go on pinball trips. I mean, if we play Beatles albums, I mean, he knows every song, not just the hits, which, well, on the earlier Beatles albums, almost every song is a hit, but still, like, songs like Michelle, which is half of it's sung in French, and he's singing the French parts because he knows all the, the French word. It's like he's, he is full on into Beatlemania. They were his group growing up. So to have mm-hmm. that game, and he, he would totally dig that game. Yeah. I got there early before the tournament started and I was scared at first because they, they, they posted a picture of them updating Beatles to the latest code. And I could tell from the picture, it was in rock fantasy it was sitting next to their attack from Mars. I know exactly where it is. So I go into rock fantasy and the Beatles isn't there. Like, um, shit. Don't tell me it's at the bowling alley already. Cause they were going to, they had two parts of the, the, the event. The, the first part was the launch party or just a regular tournament, which was at Rock Fantasy and Taft, and then the second part was at a bowling alley. So there, did they move Beatles to the bowling alley? I go over to Taft, and there's Beatles. Like, oh, thank God. So I, I got to play, and I played a ton of it. The thing, that's the other thing about it, if you're going to have a game that plays that hard, they had it, uh, and we've mentioned the tilts at Rock Fantasy before, tend to be a little loose. Uh, I think there's a new sheriff in town, because that was not the case. These games were Yay. tight, and Beatles was too tight on a game with with no with no post rubbers, and it's a buck to play to have it that tight. Like you hit the flipper button too hard. Warning. So it was the same as the one in Syracuse, pretty much. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. that is a bit too tight. That's a little too tight. Very, if Ron Hallett very... thinks it's too tight, it's too tight. Mm. So you agree, Ashley? Oh, totally. When we when we went to uh, Syracuse for league night, I and we played it at Tappers um, Trappers. I like slapped it. Like I didn't even slap it hard. I just gave it like a little love tap, and it just it was like warning. I hate that. I hate, I hate the love tap warning. I, I probably do that more than most people I know. They're just hitting the flipper button so hard, they just get warning. Yeah, it's like. I I like to keep I like to keep my tilt pretty loose. I like to kind of move a machine when I want to. I'm not going to break it. They're very hard to break. And the the Rock Fantasy Beatles launch party. I had a I think I mentioned my company's holiday party was the same day. So it's like, am I going to go to one or the other? So I decided I'm going to try both. <laughs> yeah. Because they made a, a important th- the the, the Match play one was from one to six with no finals. It's like, ah, so there's a hard cutoff. So if I leave at six, I can get to the holiday party by like eight. Yeah. Something weird happened, though. I ended up playing well, and I was in the top group, like almost every group. And so was, so was Steph, the pinball princess. Um, we were kind of in the 
final four or the final eight, like the last couple rounds, and we get to the last round, and I had to haul ass and get out of there because we we play Beatles in the the last, so, so it was a quick game. But everyone else is still finishing up, and I have to get out. So I told them, like, um, whatever I win, just donate it to Project Pinball, which ended up being, like, 20 bucks. Cool. I, I ended up, like, third. But it's like, don't sure. you want to translate or something? It's like, um, I'm good. But, Ron, I got to ask, were you in the money? Yeah. Even I know you were. But Yeah, yeah, I won 20 bucks. Well, Project Pinball. As Bruce is standing, I need to ask oh, that yeah, question. Yeah, yes. Yes, I was cashing. And yeah. Project Pinball was cashing. <laughs> And the translate they had was they actually had like an Iron Maiden translate, which would have been cool, as opposed to you know mm. when I when I win like Wheel of Fortune translates or World Poker Tour translates, wrestling translates. Oh yeah, although I did get a a Batman Le translate the one time that was nice. Batman sixty six. That's that's nice. That was nice. That's the best translate I have that, that I've won. I'm sure if Zach won the Iron Maiden uh, translate, he he would refuse to take it. Well, the only treads that ever won was Kiss. <laughs> and what you do with it? Uh, I gave it away. Gave it away? You didn't even sell it. You just gave it to somebody. No, I, I have a friend who likes the Kiss game, so I gave him the Kiss Translate. What a nice guy. I don't want it. They hang it up on my walls. They're already so covered in artwork and stuff. Yeah, sure they are. So I get out of, I get out of Rock Fantasy and I get to the holiday party. Yeah, that goes well. And to my surprise, they have three pinball machines there. If you remember last week, we we tried to guess what they would be. And um, I'm trying to remember. I know Bruce guessed Roller Coaster Tycoon. I think I guessed Terminator 2. I don't remember what you guessed. I don't remember what I guessed either. No. Uh, the games that were there were a Simpsons pinball party. Because you love, you never see those around. Yeah, you never see those around. And it played better than the one that's in our league, which is nice. Uh, it was on five ball, but had no ball saver. Doesn't it not have ball saver by default? Isn't it like a Keith Johnson thing? Um, No, it has like a short ball saver, I believe. I mean, this literally mm. had no ball saver. Uh, either that could be our league that sets it up. Either way, it was on five ball, which is weird because the other two games were not on five ball. They were on three ball. The second game was Jurassic Park. Which had some kind of bizarre, I don't know, maybe they put the wrong number of balls in it. It seemed to be getting confused frequently as to how many balls were in play. Um, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, or Lost World? Jurassic Park. The better okay. one. The one without the total, the mech from hell. The cool okay. mech? Yeah. <laughs> so that, and the right flipper was all weird. But, I mean, it played. Played fine. Except for, you know, being a multi-ball when I only had one ball. <laughs> cool. Then the third game was Roller Coaster Tycoon. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. And um, that played fine also. The funny thing about Roller Coaster Tycoon is I recognized several of the initials in there, including uh, Alberto, my, my nemesis. His initials were in there. And it, they had it down in the, the they call it the library area. Man, it was so hot. It was ridiculously hot in that room. I eventually had to leave. I had enough. I did, wow. oh, and they had um, two video games, but they were like a, one was like a Mame thing, and the other one was like a mini, and those were in constant use. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, you know, show off my track and field skills or anything, or my Galaga skills. <laughs> 
but that was it was cool to see three actual games there. So that 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 was the holiday party. Then there was yesterday. Well, we're recording Tuesday. We were supposed to record Monday, but but Ron had a change of plan because he decided to go to the Sanctum holiday party. This is the same Sanctum that has the 24-hour tournament. And um, I had a very enjoyable time. Um, was there way too late? Steph, the Pinball Princess, was also there. Way too late? We, yeah, we were probably the two furthest away people, and we stayed till the end meaning like 2 in the morning, which is way too late when you have to drive two hours home. So I got home at like 4 a.m. That's kind of stupid, but hey. And we were streaming <laughs> Viper from like to, to 1 in the morning, which was crazy. They played Stallball on Viper, which was interesting. So I'm thinking like... So is that what's well, in the turret? Is it stalled? The turret, or if you lock it. Oh yeah, well that doesn't happen, so... Well, no, someone locked the ball. But the, the turret was because you have to sit there and wait and make sure it stays in the turret before you run away. And then the next person comes up, you know, reverse turret, fire. Then we're trying things with the <laughs> turret, like, can you do a suicide turret? And you can. You can wait till the turret comes all the way around and just shoot it right down the middle. I've always been curious, how does the ball not fall out when it's pointing downwards? Yes. You're the same exact thing I was thinking of. Like, how does that not fall out? Ingenious stern engineering. That's how. All right. That explains it. Trying to think what else. I mean, there was tons of food there. Was Oh, yeah. And then they had a knockout tournament, which I was late for, so I had an instant strike. But I, I got pretty far into it. I got eliminated on stars. But the thing is, there was a certain person that's on this podcast who was happy to see me going to this party. And I'm sure he can tell us why. It was really convenient because then <laughs> I didn't have to go to the Sanctum. Well, you're in Rochester, so that would have been a long freaking trip to go to the Sanctum. Yeah, it would. So what was at the Sanctum that um, tickled your fancy? There was a pinball machine there. There's 48 pinball machines there, but yes, which which one? And one of them is not there anymore. And it is a two-player game, which really narrows it down. Mm. Ashley, guess what two-player solid-state game is no longer at the Sanctum? Oh, oh, I don't know. That actually probably really narrows it down. Asteroid Annie? That's one player. Oh, damn it. I wonder how many two-player solid states there even are. Stars, supposedly some models could be set to that. Yeah, and uh, Stingray. Stingray. They could do that. Yeah. We'll give you a clue. Are you familiar with Teed Off? Uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with Teed Off. And Teed Off has a little feature in the center of the play field, underneath it. The little, yeah. the little wheel. Well... That's that's the clue because this game also has it. I guess Roaring Twenties would be another another clue. She probably just has never played this game. <laughs> that's true. It's kind of unfair if you've never played it. Say like, why can't you name this game? You've never seen or played. What game was it, Zach? It was Bally Speakeasy. No, I I don't know this machine. Oh. Now, why do you you know? Zach will fall in love with playfield elements, and he, he likes the wheel, and it also has the flip or, things. Well, I, I I don't like the wheel. My dad likes the wheel. Oh, give okay. him a wheel and spinner. But but I I've got a fantastic. I've got super score. I thought I had another one, but I can't actually think of it offhand. But I've got at least three games with a little roulette spinner thing in them. But the thing that I always liked about it is it has a button labeled sacrifice in capital letters. 
extra flipper buttons in general are always cool. Yeah, I mean, something interest, interesting is going on in that game beyond the norm. You know, magnet save or extra flippers or The playfield itself is interesting in what it's made of. Yeah, it's some kind of resin yes, or something. it's a resin playfield. So I got some words of advice from uh, Jim from the Sanctum. Make sure you don't strip anything out. If you do, you're going to have to have some kind of epoxy or something to put in oh, there. Oh, yeah. And... The, the wear that's on the play field is the one insert, I think it's the 60 insert, like the light below it is always on, even in track mode. So the, the, that's the insert basically heats up and then it's it sunk, and that's why that's, that's the only wear. Is it not wear. supposed to be on all the time? No, it or? is. It is by... So it's, it's like the nine ball arrow. Yeah. Yep, the nine ball arrow up on top that always like just melts or like misshapes the insert because it's always on. Yep. So same thing. So that's like really the only wear on the playfield is from that. All right, so Ron, can you name any other two-player solid states since we're here? Um, Stars and Stingray. There, Besides I those win. Two. No, no, you just said name and I did. I win. Those are two or four players in count. Oh. Oh, man. Solid state? Yeah. Well, EMs, it's easy. Well, yeah. You know, a ton of EMs. Because there's, uh, there's only 10 Ten different. Oh, okay. And three of them are Robin G, so we'll just ignore those. Oh, wow. One's game plan, so we'll ignore that. So that's down to uh, one, two, three, four, five games possible. Speakeasy's one of them. There's one more Bally, and the rest are Williams. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I'm sorry. We got Defender. Defender was a two-player uh... game. Really? Yeah, it's one of it's one of those uh, cost cutting like uh, time fantasy. Yeah, they're trying to cut down on that stuff. Then we also got Joust. <laughs> oh, so any video yeah. game uh, re-theme into the pinball is a two-player. And uh, Varkon. <laughs> oh, Varkon. Okay. And Baby Pac-Man. Oh, that game sucks. Yeah. Another video game too. No, <laughs> they're, they're all video game things. I'm Varkon's trying to remember because they have. The ones are pinball video games. They had the one. Is Baby Pac-Man the one that's just a video game with pinball elements? What do you mean pinball elements? It's like a little. It's like a pinball within like an arcade cabinet almost. Yeah, yeah. Because because right. there, there's there's one that's it's more of a video game than a pit. Like you're playing the video game, and then when you go to certain areas, it just activates the pinball part. And you play it for a little while, and then you go back to the video game. Yeah, that's Baby Pac-Man is one you're okay. thinking. Okay, yeah. Because there's another one that's, that's, that's actually pinball. That, that one has the grid that you can actually play on. Yeah. I'd like to play one of those sometimes just to see what is going on, even. <laughs> that grid. Suck is going on. That's what's going on. All right. So, man, I'm going through. Oh, Beatles. A, a, a little interesting tidbit with the Beatles. The Oh, I forgot to say, the winner of the launch party, or the first part, the match play at Rock Fantasy, was Steve Keeler. The owner himself was the victor. And hmm. the winner of the Beatles part, the part that was at the bowling alley, was uh, Ed. Ed Zeltman won. I believe it's his fourth consecutive one he's won. So he, is, he is on a hot streak. But uh, Mr. Keeler gave me a little tidbit about the Beatles code. There's something in the code, like most of the Stern games, you can set the date and time on it. 
So if you are between Christmas, like if you were in December leading up to Christmas, it will play Beatles like Christmas quotes. I heard this. Yeah, like you'll just like, hi, this is Ringo from the Beatles. Merry Christmas or something like that. You know, and I heard a couple of those when I'm playing. It's like, huh? That's that's. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. I'm gonna look at it. Yeah, I think Keeler said like every ten quotes or something like that that from them, it'll be a like at the end of the game, it'll be a Christmas one. Do you think um, after Christmas, those quotes uh, with the date change will just Stop. Supposedly. Supposedly it's in the code to do it during a certain dates. So I wonder if they're are they gonna do like is, are they like ones for Thanksgiving? Oh this is this is poll Thanksgiving. I, <laughs> you know, Happy New yeah. Year. Is it gonna say Happy New Year to you? Happy President's Day. Oh god. Thanks, John. <laughs> hey, this is Joel. Happy President's Day. Oh, I can't do a British accent. I can't do their <laughs> British accent, let's put it that way. I want I want this to be a real thing, but every day it just like does it says something something different. Yeah, I want like you could put your birthday in there, and it just tells you happy birthday on your birthday. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, who should really be doing this? Jersey Jack, you're at the forefront of the uh, home model games. I mean, your games are basically for people's homes. Have all kinds of stuff like that. You put your birthday in. It does like the characters in the game. Happy birthday. Because that's what they did for, I believe, Batman, the whatever, $15,000 one. There's like custom yeah. speech for, because they had the names of all the Super LE owners. So they had Adam West say their names. So now the games will actually say them, their names. Yeah. So yeah. so if Zach paid fifteen grand, he could have Adam West saying, you know, hello, Zach, to the Batmobile or something. <laughs> Get in the Batmobile, Zach. <laughs> If you want to live, <laughs> come to the Batmobile. If you want to live, it's like Terminator Two. Come with me. That'd be good. Come with me if you want to live, Zach. I'd, I'd like um, to see a. I'd like to see a Terminator pinball machine. Um, wait a minute. Um, they did that. There's two of them. No, there's Terminator Two and Three. I want Terminator. Was it the Terminator? Yeah, you're correct. It was the Terminator. So you want to see the Terminator? Yeah, I want to see the Terminator, the pinball machine, just to complete the trifecta. So in that game, you're trying to blow him up instead of being him being on your side. Yeah. Okay. And, and he could like be shoot here and here, but he just point at like death targets. Is this your dream machine? No, but I think it'd be cool. You know what time it is? It's time for the mailbag. I, I can't. I can't get the comment. Uh, maybe Zach will do it. It's time for the mail ball bag, Zach. Oh, my? Oh, my. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Actually, I'm glad you, you don't want to make any of the weird sound effects he makes. I don't think I could. No. And and you shouldn't either. <laughs> you should not. Okay, this one is from Greg. Hi, Greg. Hi, fellas. You asked me to write back about my EM expert suggestion last week. Oh, yeah, when we were wondering if he meant you. Or if he meant some, or if he meant um, Nick, and he said, "I wasn't thinking of any guest in particular. While I don't collect or repair or even play EMs outside of tournaments, why not? I would love to hear someone talk about them occasionally, the same way you guys do about solid states, which are the good, the bad, and why. Repair tips, etc. Well, what are good EMs, Zach? 
what makes a good EM? Most other EM people will disagree with me on this stuff because they all like Gottlieb's, so. Yeah, well, except Nick. Yeah, oh, there, there's like a new, like, the new EM faction that's coming up is less Gottlieb focused, it seems. But despite owning like 26 EMs right now, I'm not actually <laughs> much into the whole EM scene. Or anything like I have to ask other EM people like is this a good game like is this even a game I should know like I just I don't know anything besides from the ones that I've already seen somewhere else. Hmm. Any uh, EM favorites, Ashley? Um, there's a lot of really great EMs out there. There are a lot of EMs out there. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of EMs out there. There's a lot of mm, dang. I'm just thinking of like every you know, show I've been to or place I've been where I've been like, oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. Um, just because the everything is really simple, it, it tends to be much more simple than any solid state that you're going to come across. And, like, the artwork is always so strong. Jeez, there's, there's just too many. There's a lot. One thing I learned going simple. to the Pacific Pinball uh, Expo is, my God, there's a lot of EMs. That was like the most EMs I've ever seen in one show. The other problem with EMs, like, shows are the easiest place to play a bunch of them, but most EMs don't play that good anymore because most EMs have not been rebuilt at all or anything. They don't play the way that a fully rebuilt new EM plays. Yeah, they're not, they're not at the exact level. Like, I streamed Spanish Eyes this past week, and my... My um, center pop-up, my between-the-flippers pop-upper is just not, it's not popping to my satisfaction. I mean, it's already been partially rebuilt, actually, by Zach. Yeah, but didn't help much. No, I'm really thinking it's the Switch, because the Switch was so burnt together, if you remember, when you tried to get it close, it was actually sticking, because <laughs> it's just yeah, so it was burnt. It, yeah, so uh, I'm thinking maybe I should get like a Gottlieb one and then Frankenstein it into that. Well, no, you don't want a Gottlieb one because the Gottlieb ones aren't high enough current because they didn't do DC pop bumpers. Oh, then what do I get? Because, you know, I know Pinball, Pinball Resource has blades, but none of them have the actual nubs on them. You'd have to, like, have a rivet press or some way to put them in. They have what they claim are high current ones, or high current contacts that you could rivet in. But even those, I doubt, are the high current specialty ones that Williams, like, they have a specific card on the bottom of the Spanchise playfield says like this uses new special alloy contacts for the pop bumpers. So you're saying I'm screwed. I'm saying you need to like find a used EM playfield to Jeez. steal the switch. Well somebody on that please one of our listeners help me. Help me. I want to get a new switch if it's possible. Or I could swap. I could swap them with one of the other pop bumpers. Yeah, I mean the lower center is the most important one. Yeah. Uh, he also says, Greg also says, thanks for the advice on the nine ball bulb assemblies, like the light boards. I have an order on the way. Excellent. Let's see. We have Howdy Slam Tilters. This is from um, Fighter. That's actually his, his uh, FYTR. He says, Howdy Slam Tilters. Longtime listener here. Big thanks for all the entertaining episodes over the last few years. I hope there is more Slam Tilt coming in 2019, maybe monthly. We'll see. Let's see. Oh, this really isn't going to work because this is all like getting on Bruce's case and he's not here to defend himself. Even better. Yeah, you can play the role of Bruce then. Top five reasons Bruce should love, love, love TNA. 
It's <laughs> fresh and hip on the inside and old and classic on the outside. I think it's pretty fresh and hip on the outside, too, personally. He doesn't like TNA. No, he he hates it. I mean, he really? he has his reasons. Like, it's I not just like, like arbitrary hatred here. It's he doesn't like all the hot glue and everything else and he and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I I like the games not be made of foam. You know, it's definitely an improvement. It's an on the fly player's dream. Rarely much of an opportunity to drop trap up. That's for sure. It's the opposite of on the mm-hmm. fly players because everything's so close. You're gonna die <laughs> if you like flail at all. It has a total immersion factor, unlike any other game with its pounding soundtrack and light show and massive adrenaline rush. Has to be loud, though. I agree. Yeah. And I, um, I finally put the new speaker cable in there, as suggested by Spooky, and it seems to have cleared up my sound issue. I, I think cool. it has some of the best shaker motor you should have ever seen in a game, short of like actually Earth Shaker. Like, like it, it does like low rumbles and like pulses and stuff like with the music and things. I have mine turn off because I don't want all my mechs to fall out. <laughs> I've already had a couple screws fall that I've had to lock tight in because of the vibration in that thing. Ron, just live it up all you can. Then when it all like collapses in a heap one time, <sighs> then you'll know you'll have gotten your worth out of it. I do have to agree with Fighter that the, uh, the soundtrack to it is amazing. All the noises that that machine makes are great. Agreed. It's pure classic pinball. Turn up to 11. Not a lockdown bar button in sight. <laughs> <laughs> it's the modern equivalent of stars. Brutally difficult, but highly rewarding to play. Oh my goodness. See, I would have liked an action button while you're in the upper play field to uh, increase the... Uh... Reactor, try to get it to blow. You know, instead of trying to flip around up there, you can just keep bashing and hope that you can bash faster than the ball can bounce. Ron, how do you feel about TNA? Oh, uh, being that I own one, I really like it. Oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah. I might stream that again now that I actually do you, have do you everything have the working. Soundtrack selected. Hmm. Do you have the old soundtrack? No, I don't have the old beep. I do uh, miss the I miss the old beep. I After wish all the fuss you made about the old beep. Uh, yeah, but the old beep also didn't have co-op mode in it, so. Oh, you can't just take the old sound and the new code. Uh, I don't know. Can I? I mean, you're the one who owns the game. Uh, what, you want me to be changing the code now? What are you insane? And also, you know that Scott Denisi hears what you say, so you can just get him to do it for you. Yeah, and you know what? Scott Denisi's really nice too. He is. He might even forgive Bruce for all his hate. Yeah. I, I bet if Bruce, forg- if, if Bruce takes it back, he'll add the beat back in for you. But Scott, I know you're working on a new code revision, and just please, my one suggestion, when you're in co-op mode and you fail, it should say, you all failed, instead of you failed. Or all of you <laughs> failed. Something. Because it knows you've been playing more than one player, so it should say something like that. Let's see. The top five real reasons why Bruce doesn't like TNA. His worn-out reflexes, hearing, and eyesight just aren't up to the task. He is a classic stern shill. His feeble manhood is threatened by the prospect of playing a game with a strong female protagonist. It's all part of his nefarious plan to lower the street price so he can pick one up at a discount. And the number one reason Bruce says he hates TNA is because Ron liked it first. I agree completely with all of that. What do you think about that, Bruce? Exactly. <laughs> and I just want everyone to know, you know, Bruce is always like, I've been on every episode, and I remind him that he was not. 
And he said, well, you missed an episode, meaning the one where the mic didn't work. <laughs> well, I'm now ahead of him because he missed another one. Uh, next email is from the Pinball Princess. Dear Ron and Bruce, I am currently listening to the episode in which you had Tony and Dennis of the Eclectic Gamers podcast as guests. I have to say I quite enjoy the rapport among podcasters and this effective crossover. I am immensely enjoying the extended Game You Like, Game You Hate segment at the moment. Next up is Premiere, and the dark, gleeful laugh that just erupted from Bruce is concerning. I knew he would have a field day with anything Gottlieb, but I feel unprepared for the sheer torrent of hate that is imminent in this episode. Also, I would like to step in in defense of the seasonal rock fantasy opens. They are not commonly held after the season is over. They are commonly held on the last possible weekend that qualifies as the season. That said, I think the Winter Open is scheduled for sometime in January right now, as opposed to mid-March. So we are fully capable of being seasonable. As a final thought, would you buy that? Would you, under any circumstance, buy that? And it's a link to, looks like a NOS Circus Voltaire backlass. How much would you pay for an NOS Circus Voltaire pinball backlass, Zach? 50 bucks. How about you, Ashley? How much would you pay? I, it's just because I'm, I'm always in the market for this sort of stuff, uh, with the work that I do, I do know, uh, a price range that they can go for back glasses is 200. They can go for a lot. Okay. This one is going for $1,200, $50 shipping. Does it include the game? Yeah. Does it include the game or another game? That might make it almost worth it. Yeah, do you get the rest of it? And what, oh, wait a minute. It's got a, um, well, it shows the back. It looks perfect. But if I remember, isn't this like plastic? It's not glass, if I recall. I don't think it's glass because it has the, the grating in it for the speakers. Uh, no, I would not buy that. And I think if Bruce was here, he would also say he would not buy that. It, the, the back glass is like a plastic. So it's $1,200 for a piece of plastic. With some printing uh, on it. With some printing on it. Yeah. Let's see. Probably going to write in halfway through listening to the next episode, player 31915. And we have one more. Also from the Pinball Princess. It says, help, all I want for Christmas is you is stuck in my head. Dear Ron and Bruce, I must say that I had the most amusing experience due to being slightly behind on the podcast. As is my want during long drives, I had my playlist going yesterday, evening and night, and the timing happened to make it such that I was listening to the episode on which Jim of Sanctum fame guested while on the way to and from said New England pinball hotspot. So, the, oh, the, yeah, this was just sent. What made this particularly amusing to me was Ron was expressing hesitance at attending an upcoming Sanctum event because he was concerned that he would end up staying way too late on a work night Hearing that after departing from the Sanctum at 2 in the morning on said work night was timely and especially to my slightly sleep-deprived mind, absolutely hilarious. Thanks for the experience, and I look forward to the next episodes. The Zach one is going to be a treat, and I wager this one will be too. Always wordy, apparently. Player 31915. P.S. Wow, Bruce really does sound different when he's lost his voice. I hope doing the podcast didn't put too much strain on you and that you got your clear... Uh, Clarion call voice back. Do you know what that is? What's a clarion call voice? I mean, it, it's a good voice. Okay. Or maybe not a good voice, but like 
Clarium, Clarium. It's the kind of voice that Bruce wants. Ah. See, PPS, Ron, you do not suck because you don't feel comfortable offering pin help at every turn at League or elsewhere. If that's something you want to work on changing, that's fine, but you do not suck PMA, Positive Mental Attitude. If applicable, PPPS, I know we're, we've only met once, but hi, Ashley. Hi. <laughs> she knows all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we only met once. I I didn't know she was um, called Pinball Princess. Yes, if I, not all of us have cool nicknames. I don't have a cool nickname. In fact, none of us have a cool nickname. Well, I'm I'm slam. No, I'm tilt. <laughs> it's so cool that you can't even. Remember uh, I can't it. remember. Zach is just Zach. Like he doesn't even. He's yeah. just he's just Zach. Ah, oh, you know, you know, this was episode um, 121, the fifth flash. I didn't even say that at the beginning. Zach, what's the fifth flash? Uh, I'm guessing it's U11, because the last one was U10. <laughs> I remember because I was here for it. <laughs> um, I should probably double check that. But um, okay, so that's the fifth flash, folks. We're we're getting close to booting up, which means we're getting close to leaving. If you're wondering what the fifth flash is. It's the exact same as the fourth flash, but with an identical different chip. So just reference previous episode's intro to uh I just realized I completely forgot to even say the name of the episode. Oh man. I, I really want a I want a game with dual manual kickbacks. So you want dual kickbacks? I'm trying to would that be controlled by one action button? No no, a second button each side. Oh, that's too much money. I know, but I want it. Jersey Jack, come on. Quad kickbacks. Quad <laughs> quad kickbacks. It's like roller games, dual stage on both sides. You just take up the total. You'd have to have a wide body. So you could have a wide body, but it plays like a narrow body because the entire <laughs> both sides are taken <laughs> up by the dual kickback. kickback mech. And they could fire around to dual upper flippers. Yep. Like uh, you could do an upper playfield sort of like on F14 again. That was a cool playfield. But with drop targets instead of other targets. We we got it. Okay, so if if we see that on a game, Jersey Jack, we'll know you stole on our idea. Kickbacks. <sighs> uh, well, thanks, uh, Ashley. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Zach, for filling in. Anytime. Any anytime. Uh, thanks, Bruce. Um, well, he's not here. Oh, whoops. And he's at the bar probably working his ass off, so it's probably not fair to insult him anymore. Nah, it's no, delicious, it's but... <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, you can tell. Um, you, uh, well, where's the Silver Ball Saloon, Zach? 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. Yes, go to the Silver Ball Saloon. Check it out. They have bowling. They have darts, pool, foosball, and is it 26 machines? What do they have, too? Something. I think it's 26, 26, yeah. They have 26 pinball machines, and hopefully the piano will be leaving, and they can have at least two more. Woo! Woo-hoo! Ashley, do you recommend the Silver Ball Saloon? I highly recommend it. There's a few titles that I really have always loved to play, like Medieval Madness. And Bruce, and I've told him this before, like the first time I played it, I was like, this is the nicest Medieval Madness I've ever played. But he, he maintains his machines very well, um, and it's cool that a, a bar owner also, you know, he he's 
played and worked on the games forever, so he maintains them very well. And he's got so many titles. 26, you said? Yes, and he has so many titles there. I mean, he is the owner. He's a part-time bartender, cook, maintenance guy, uh, league player, sometimes all simultaneously, as Zach can attest to. (laughs) Yeah. So this is episode 121, The Fifth Flash. Thanks to our non-sponsor sponsors. You have Joe Newhart at Pinball Star Amusements. Use him for all your non-stern pinball needs. We have Mike Pupo of Flipper Fidelity. Try his pinball sound systems in your pinball machines. He is also a stern distributor. Hello to all other podcasts in podcast land. Head-to-head pinball podcast. Mrs. Pin. Pinball Players Podcast. Pinball Profile. There's also Fun With Bonus. Steve Bowden. Hi, Zach. Oh, you're right here. Uh, Hi, Zach. Uh, Jeff of uh, This Week in Pinball. Um, Am I missing some? I'm sure I'm missing people. You can contact us at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Also, check us out at slamtillpodcast.com. We can be found on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to listeners. Thanks, Ashley, again. Goodbye, uh, I guess, goodbye, Zach? Goodbye, Nick Kaiser. I want a game with dual manual kickbacks. That would be so cool. It's like a front kick. What? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) You know, kickbacks, you're like, oh, a kickback. Two kickbacks. Like a front kick. Never mind. Just cut that out. (laughs) Just cut out this whole section. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys.